It's time for the only in Cartersville Bartow podcast, brought to you by the Destination Marketing Organization for the city of Cartersville and Bartow County, only in Cartersville Bartow Tourism. This podcast is where you'll learn what's going on in and around Cartersville and Bartow County. Cartersville, Georgia is an all-American city that truly is the embodiment of small-town Southern charm with some sophisticated surprises. Yesterday is History by Emily Dickinson. Yesterday is history, tis so far away. Yesterday is poetry, tis philosophy. Yesterday is mystery, whether it is today, while we shrewdly speculate, flutter both away. The area of Georgia that is now Cartersville has a long, rich history that goes back more than a thousand years. In today's episode, we'll learn a little bit about the peoples who inhabited this area and places you can visit to dive headfirst into yesteryear. Up first, the Etowah Indian Mounds Historic Site is a designated National Historic Landmark managed by the Georgia Department of Natural Resources. It's considered the most intact Mississippian cultural site in the southeast. The historic Muscogee Creek and the Cherokee peoples who each occupied this area at varying times hold the site to be sacred. Uh, I am Keith Bailey. I am the curator, interpretive ranger here at Etowah Indian Mounds, and I represent, uh, of course, the mounds here, the museum for the Department of Natural Resources for the state of Georgia. And what exactly is the Etowah Mounds? So the Etowah Mounds is uh, the remains of what we would think of as a capital uh, city for some of the Native Americans that were living here in the northwest corner of Georgia. Um, we're probably the second tallest mounds in the United States from the Mississippian time. So uh, there's a lot of different cultures for Native Americans in the United States uh, that were based on kind of like trade. So think of uh, uh, our colonial times uh, being transferred into statehood and, and with our federal government, with the Native Americans, you had a Hopewell culture that was based in the area around Hopewell, Ohio, and they had a huge trade network. The mounds in our area traded with people uh, uh, from that Hopewell culture. And as that culture kind of faded away, similar to the way our colonial period, uh, you know, changed into more modern times, the Hopewell culture kind of went away and the Mississippian culture started to flourish. And with that, uh, you know, crops started to be grown like corn and uh, they started to build cities to protect their trade with other other Native American uh, chiefdoms and, and uh, towns. And so uh, they set up here in Cartersville during the Hopewell culture over near the Leak Mounds. And as they faded around in the 600 A.D., uh, time period, uh, you start seeing other villages pop up and our mounds here uh, start to be built around 1000 AD and uh, continued to be used uh, off and on, uh, you know, or with more and less people, uh, kind of the way people, you know, when the economy goes down, people move to the cities or they move away. Same thing with the Native Americans. Uh, populations here kind of dwindled down in the late 1500s. And uh, then, of course, the Cherokees moved in. Um, and so the mounds here were used somewhere around 1000 A.D. till uh, maybe the late 1500s. Wow. So, I mean, a thousand years ago and then for yeah. and then for 500 years. Yeah. Longer than our entire country has existed. Holy moly. And you have a museum there as well with some artifacts. 
Yes. Uh, we have uh, a, a few artifacts, and when I say few, there, there's quite a bit, but, you know, considering how old and large the site is, uh, it's it's uh, you almost think of it as a handful. But they're really good artifacts. Our two marble statues uh, that were found in Mound Sea, which was a burial mound for the elite people that lived in the town here. Um, these two marble statues uh, probably came from the Tate area, or at least the marble did, and they're considered some of the best uh, examples of Native American skills, you know, with working in stone in the country. Um, they rival, uh, you know, the smoothness that they were able to get the stone and such is, is what you would think of as coming out of uh, uh, Italy. So they're world-renowned. Wow. And that's right here in Cartersville. We have this incredible history that people can can come to, they can see, and they can touch some of it, and and talk to you and learn about peoples that were living here a thousand years ago. And and, and then of course there's lots more than just the marble statues. The, the Native Americans here uh, had a huge trade network. Uh, you know they were trading from cop for copper. There was coming as far away as the Great Lakes and and uh, seashells off the Gulf Coast. Uh, there's even little sharks' teeth beads. Um, that would have been on the necklace and uh, evidence suggests that they were trading for tar uh, out of the Los Breas area in, uh, you know, California and uh, salt, you know, Texas and obsidian out of the Yellowstone area. So huge trade trade network based off of the rivers. And of course the biggest river here in North America is the Mississippi. And, you know, that's the reason why it's the Mississippian culture that they named it after the river. And then if, if we're planning a day to come up and see the Etowah Indian Mounds, what all can we do on the site? Okay, so uh, there, of course, is the museum to look at artifacts. There is a short film that we usually play in the theater. It is a simple story, really. A long story spanning thousands and thousands of years. But simple because it is a tale of life, of birth and death, of war and celebration of hardship and plenty, of desperate struggles to survive, and of the rise and fall of ancient civilizations. It is a story of people, the ones who lived here before us. Um, you can hike down uh, to the river, and if the river's running low, you can see the fish weir, which is a, uh, a trap that the Native Americans would have used to catch uh, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of fish in a day. They basically would uh, process the fish for eating, but also the parts you don't eat, they would use that as fertilizer in their, to fertilize crops. So huge benefit there. But you can also walk on top of the three largest mounds. Mound A is 63 feet tall, and you know that's the size of a six-story building. So you can see the horizon. Some of it's natural and some of it's not. You can see subdivisions and uh, power plants, but you can... Uh, see quite a bit of uh, uh, interesting things along the horizon, kind of giving you an idea of what the chief may have been seeing living on top of that. Um, and then, of course, there's lots of nature. Uh, we have a lot of people that come out to bird watch here. Um, uh, we have an eagle that sometimes is spotted uh, fishing down on the river along with other fish uh, or other birds fishing. The cranes, when they come over, they like to land in the area in the shallow water. So a lot of people just, like I said, come out to see the nature and enjoy 
the site, we do have a picnic area, so we have lots of people that come stop by just to picnic on a regular basis. So you can you can pack a picnic, you can bring the family, you can enjoy some history, you can enjoy being out in the park and learning a little bit about people who lived here a thousand years ago. If you didn't pack a picnic to enjoy while at the mounds, don't fret. We can head north up Etowah Drive into downtown Cartersville for a choice of more than a dozen chef-driven restaurants. Or on certain days, March through September, you can treat yourself to lunch at a Victorian gym, Grand Oaks. Listen closely to catch when those luncheons are available. Ray is the man who owns Grand Oaks, and we're going to call him on a landline because he doesn't own a cell phone or a computer or a fax machine, and that's the way he likes it. My name is Ray Thacker, and I own a special events place in Cordesville, Georgia. Uh, it's on 302 West Main Street. It's called Grand Oaks. I bought Grand Oaks. It was a house that was built in 1901, had been turned into apartments for several years, and I remembered the house from childhood. So when it came up for sale, I, you know, came and looked at it, didn't thinking think that I could afford it, but when I came in the door, I mean, it was just like a, a love affair. So I went out on a limb, bought the house, restored it, and we were one of the first full-service wedding uh, venues around anywhere, because when the bride come in, we could do their hair, their makeup, the cake, the flowers, uh, offer a place to have the venue, you know, have a venue to have the wedding and the reception. It's a beautiful old home, southern charm, southern hospitality, and when people come in, they leave with a good taste in their mouth. Tell me more about the, the house. Do you know the history of it? I do know the history of it. It was built, uh, like I said, in 1901 by uh, Edward Strickland, and he and his brother moved here uh, from up north uh, to Cartersville, Georgia, thinking... It, Carnival was a very agricultural town at that time, uh, a lot of cotton and things like that. So they came down here and opened up a mercantile store. Mr. Strickland built his house on the east side of town, but as his business grew and I guess he made money, uh, he wanted to move to the west side of town. And he uh, hired one of the best architects in town uh, that built the Sam Jones Church, uh, the First Baptist Church, the old courthouse and things like that. So he uh, contracted him to build this house, and he wanted them one of the largest and most well-built houses in Cartersville. And that's the way it stood until about the 30s. Uh, Mr. Strickland, unfortunately, passed away, and uh, he uh, didn't have means for his family to keep the house up. So it went on the chopping block and was sold at the courthouse for like $3,000 back in the late 30s when the stock market dropped. It's really a unique place, and people that come here, we have, you know, tour buses that come in uh, from up north and different places because they come here to have lunch or dinner. And we serve lunch. Jeremy, we started serving lunch when the Olympics was in Atlanta. The uh, the, uh, Chamber of Commerce came in, and the Downtown Development Authority asked us would we open up for the three weeks that the Olympics is going to be in Atlanta because they thought we were going to have an influx of people from Atlanta to Cartersville, But that didn't happen. So during the time that we served the three weeks of lunches, 
after that was over, we were doing so many weddings that we couldn't do lunches, you know, anymore on the, on the scale that we were doing them. And we had so many phone calls saying, Ray, could you just serve one day a month? And so I thought, well, if we serve one day a month, we can serve two. So we started doing lunches the first and third Tuesday. Growing up as a child, we had, you know, we, we had community churches. The Baptists met the first and the third. The Methodists met the second and the fourth. For me to remember when my lunches was, it was the first and the third. And so that's the way we've been, you know, carrying on for years now. Uh, it's a lunch open to the public the first and the third of each month, March through September. And so you get the opportunity to come in, you get to have lunch, and you get to, to see the beautiful home. Yes, yes. And yes. I imagine you decorate it for different holidays and things like that? Well, our Christmas is unbelievable. Uh, we start decorating the house for Christmas in uh, September, and then I have an open house the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And when my mom and dad passed away, uh, I started a scholarship fund in memory of them, and the money that we make off of that open house uh, goes into the scholarship fund in memory of my mom and dad. Because I was the last of eight in my family, and uh, education wasn't important at that particular time. Working on the farm, working in the fields, you know, and things like that was what was important. So education was very important to me. If you wanted to speak directly to the public about what they can find there at Crand Oaks and what they can see, what is it, what is it they need to know about it? We will love you to death. We will take you to a... Because to remember, and people, you know, of, of my age, now, I don't know how old you are, Jeremy, but we can remember things like this. What we're trying to do is get the young people in to see what history was like, you know, because most of the furnishings in, or a lot of the furnishings in the house are over 100 years old. Some of the paintings are 150 years old. Some of the furniture is 150 years old. But it is, it's, it's very eclectic. And then there's a third floor that exists now that did not exist when I bought the house. But it reminded me so much of the places that we lived in when we were tenant farmers and didn't have electricity and things like that. It would take you back to that day. And that's really the favorite part when people come to the house. They said, because it come, goes from just, you know, opulence, so to speak, to, you know, what would have been, you know, no running water, no electricity, no toilet facilities or things like that. It's really interesting and, and then unique. And basically, 90% of the food is, is made on the premises, like old-fashioned banana pudding from scratch, squash casserole from fresh squash, and I buy locally, uh, 85% of the food that we serve in the house is bought locally. Would you say that a visit to Grand Oaks is kind of stepping back in time? Yeah, 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 yeah. After stepping back in time at Grand Oaks, we can keep that theme going with a trip into downtown to the Bartow History Museum. Great. Well, I'm, uh, my name is Trey Gaines. I'm the director of the Bartow History Museum in, here in Cartersville, Georgia, and oversee the day-to-day the -day operations of, of the museum. And we've got a lot going on here at the History Museum. The 
tell me then what are some things that are at the Bartow History Museum? What are some things that people may not even recognize or realize are there? So uh, the Bartow History Museum, obviously for the name, where we tell the story of Bartow County, uh, the history of Bartow County from about the early 1800s through the present. We have exhibits, uh, both permanent exhibits and temporary exhibits that tell uh, different aspects of our history uh, throughout that time period that um, that it's available for people to come and enjoy and learn from. And then in addition to those exhibits, we do a number of programs and events and, and opportunities for the public to come and participate in something dealing with the history of, of, of the local area and learn more about the local area. Well, let's talk about some of the surprises people might find inside of the Bartow History Museum, because when I learned about the Etowah Indian Mounds, I didn't know that those were a thousand years old. So right, now, right. now let's find out what, what you've got in some surprising stuff for us to learn. So we uh, we really try to uh, what we what we say is we we pick up the story where Etowah Indian Mounds kind of leaves off. You know, they, they tell the the uh, American Indian story here. You know, going back prehistoric times. You know, the woodland and Mississippian time periods. And we kind of pick up with uh, more like like I said, early eighteen hundreds around the time when the Cherokee were, were uh, predominant, their the predominant Native American group here in the in the area. And so we tell the story with the Cherokee and and or begin our story with the Cherokee and. Throughout the uh, museum, I think people are, are interested to see that we have a number of vignettes that sort of depict these time periods. We have a Cherokee cabin vignette. We have uh, the, the settlers that came in uh, during the 1800s, you know, a cabin setting, a schoolhouse. So just different little vignettes of, of history that you can come in and, and see, see the artifacts that represent those time periods and, and learn more, you know, lots of storytelling and, and lots of um, physical objects that represent and, and teach those kinds of history, historic moments in our past. What are the things that people leave the Bartow History Museum saying, wow, I didn't know that? There are a number of things you know, that, that, that people either weren't aware of or that they learn more about. And so I think, like I said, you know, the, the more of the, what life was like here in this area um, when the Cherokee era, but also after they moved uh, or removed, removed from the area. Uh, there are a lot of Civil War stories that people come in and, and learn more about. You know, the Battle of Alatina Pass, for example, we depict in our Civil War exhibit. Uh, the Great Locomotive Chase, those kind of Civil War era uh, activities. And then uh, we have a number of exhibits that just depict everyday life in the uh, late 19th and early 20th century. And it's just a way for people to sort of connect their modern modern experiences with those of the past. I love that. That's fantastic. So it, it's kind of a walk through different eras? It is. Uh, we we kind of have a, a, a timeline approach to to the history as well as a thematic approach. So it, it's you come you walk through time. You know, like I said, up to those time periods, walking through and really immersing yourself in in some of those time periods. But also we we, we you know look at it thematically too. So there's there are opportunities to learn more about industries and, and different ways people have made a living here. We've got a great uh, farming exhibit talking about the agricultural history in Bartow County. Uh, the textiles has a large um, uh, covers a lot of history the textile industry does here in Bartow County. We have an, an exhibit that tells that story. So just a lots of little uh, little areas for people to get a glimpse of what that life was like. And then what kind of special events do you hold there? So yes, we uh, have a number of special events throughout the year. We do, uh, we have uh, lectures every month uh, here in the museum. We also have uh, field trip programs for school groups. We do family events uh, for families and, and, and particularly, you know, families with young kids. We, we, we do a lot of programming for that. Girl Scout programs. Uh, we, we also have a number of tours that are geared more toward adults, but, but you know, younger, uh, older kids, teenagers are certainly encouraged to attend like uh, cemetery tours. 
We do uh, walking tours of downtown Cartersville. So just a number of ways to interact with us and learn more about the history. So I would also mention that, you know, in addition to coming out to the museum and, and, and learning more about the history of the area, and really, you know, it's, we're in Cartersville, we're Bartow County, but we're really hit on history that, that extends to the region of Northwest Georgia. So there's a little bit for everybody. Um, but in addition to those exhibits and those programs we do, we have, you know, a, an archives and research library here at the museum where we collect um, a large number of, of photographs and documents related to the history that we, we uh make available to the public. So if you've got research needs or, you know, looking for photographs, I encourage you to, to check us out, uh, come see us, and we're, we're more than happy to, to help you with that research need and share those resources with you. And where does that come from? Do people donate it? We have a number of ways. Uh, over the years, uh, most of the, predominantly people have donated those materials to the museum, both both our archival materials, but also the, the things that we show on, on display in the museum itself. So, you know, families uh, that, that have had connections or family um, history here in Cartersville and Bartow County have donated to the museum. We've also, you know, acquired materials from other museums or just, um, you know, various means of, you know, Every now and then we'll find something on eBay, for example, but things that represent what we do here that fit what we need in our collection. You can learn more and see the events calendar at BartowHistoryMuseum.org. Thanks for listening to Only in Cartersville, Bartow, brought to you by the Destination Marketing Organization for the City of Cartersville and Bartow County, Only in Cartersville, Bartow Tourism. To find out more about Cartersville and Bartow County, go to visitcartersvillega.org or call 770-387-1357. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. All rights reserved.